that you came to celebrate freedom. Come on, let's thank God for freedom. But although we live in a country, we are some of the greatest freedoms on the earth. Many of you are aware that in recent history, we have become a nation that has become more imprisoned, more enslaved, more subjected to foreign powers. I'm speaking spiritually. In a land where we enjoy some of the greatest freedoms, unfortunately today we are experiencing some of the greatest bondage and enslavement we've ever seen. Today, as I speak, there are 23 million Americans who are addicted to legal and illegal drugs and alcohol. Today, as I speak, there are 21 million Americans who battle with depression and anxiety and fears. Today, as I speak, over 12 million Americans confess that they are addicted to have sexual addictions and addictions to pornography. Today, anger and rage, over 22 million people say that they deal with extreme anger and rage. When it comes to finances, over 79 million Americans today say that they're in financial bondage. When it comes to our families and our relationships, we have become a, a nation that was broken and bound relationally. How many know we need freedom today? Whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, whether it's mental, whether it's spiritual, the reality is Jesus started his ministry announcing freedom. I'm reading at Luke chapter 4, verses 18. And he said, And the Spirit of the Lord is on me, and he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom, say freedom, for the prisoners, and recovery of sight for the blind, releasing the oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus inaugurated his ministry by coming to bring freedom to people. He recognized that we have a tyrant called the devil. The Bible says he walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And as a result of that, today many are seeking freedom. Listen, it, it just wasn't coincidence when I logged on my computer yesterday all over our nation today, people are looking for freedom. I'm not just talking about physical freedom, but I'm talking about emotional and spiritual and mental freedom. We've never been a nation so bound. I said it this way, in the land of the free and the home of the brave, today we have more people who are bound and no longer free. The good news is that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. The purpose of his coming, the Bible says in 1 John 3, for this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. In Acts 10, 38, it says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth 
with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good to all in healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with them. I want you to know that is the greatest news. Freedom is not found in a nation. It's not found in the Constitution. It's found in the person of Jesus Christ. How many of you thank God for freedom? And Jesus said, he who the Son sets free is free indeed. How many have been set free by Jesus? Come on, now give God a shout. If you've been made free because of Jesus, we got a reason to shout. And so I want to share with you this morning on this subject on freedom, and I'm, I just want to ask the Lord to, to just bless this message. There's, there's so much that I'm trying to share in one morning would often take weeks to, dis, to, dis, to, to deliver, but I believe the Holy Spirit is going to help us. So, Father, we ask that this morning on this day when our nation celebrates its freedom, we're so grateful for all you've done. But, Lord, I recognize that all over America and, Lord, in so many of our churches, we are in need of the freedom that only you can give. Holy Spirit, today, I pray that you would anoint us afresh. That you would bring freedom to the captive. That you would open prison doors. And that you would set captives free. Spirit of God, have your way in this place. That we would experience true freedom that only you can give. Now I ask for the next few minutes that you would anoint me as I preach your word. Lord, I pray that, Lord God, that the word of God will fall on the good ground of our hearts. And that, God, it will bring forth lasting fruit. That not one person will leave the same. And that, God, you'll bring true freedom to every man and woman, every boy and girl every person under the sound of my voice. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Recently, one of our uh, missionaries was in our home, and she was sharing the story that she has a nephew lived here in, our, in, in the city of New Orleans, and unfortunately, she said, do you know where I could bring him to get free? Sadly, in so many churches today, we have people in the place where they should be freedom, people are bound. And she said, do you know somewhere where he can go and get set free? Is there somebody that still believes in a God who delivers the captive and set them free? And so I want to share with you some things I've learned in my own life and what I've ministered to others. Freedom, you know, in order to be free, we've got to first admit our need for freedom. Can I have an Amen. Jesus said in John 8, 31, verses 34, to the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, then are you my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will see. We are able. But listen to what they said in verse 33. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. One of the purposes of truth 
is to expose the lies of the devil. Jesus came to bring the truth to expose every lie and every scheme of the devil where he comes to enslave us. You know, in the 12th step, for those who've ever had an addiction, one of the first things they say, the first step, we must admit that we're powerless and that our lives have become immanual. In other words, you can't be free until you admit you got a problem. One of the, one of the hardest things for people to do is to admit that they're not free. One of the hardest things for people to admit is that there's things that they struggle. I believe that none of us is as free as we can be. Can I have an amen? I believe that all of us can be a little more free. Can I have an amen? You know, I, I shared in my own story how, you know, uh, for years I battled with anger and rage, a generational spirit of anger that was on my grandfather, that was on my father, that came on my life. And you know, for years, I tried to blame it, I tried to ignore it, I tried to tell it was other people's problem. You know, I couldn't get free until I was willing to admit, God, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. And I want you to know that that is what happens to so many people. You know, we, we, wanna, we wanna think it's somebody else. And I believe that, you know, listen to me, Bondage comes in all shapes, all sizes, and all kinds. There are relational bondages. You know, that there are spirits of divorce. My, my wife shared in her own testimony, her grandmother was divorced, her, her, her mother was divorced, most of her siblings were divorced. You know that, listen to me, we had to break that spirit. How many know it's a spirit? Can I have an amen? See, some things you deal with come down, generate, and if you don't break those spirits, I want you to know, you, we become enslaved and we, we fall under the same bondage. And I want you to know, we had to break, there, there's, there's relational bond. Some, some bondages are, are mental bond, mental depression and torment. How many know, sometimes when you see, listen, I, I remember uh, I worked with a co-worker when I was at Shell, and he shared the story how, you know, he had gotten a phone call that his sister had had a nervous breakdown, and he began to cry, and he began to uh, be experienced panic because he went on to say you know what my 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 grand my my grandparent struggled with mental depression and fessing in this losing their mind my parents struggled with it and now he saw that thing manifesting in his sister well the good news he wasn't saved but i told him how jesus came to break the curse and guess what he gave his life to jesus right there in the control room and he's never had a mental breakdown come on how many know god can break the curse There, there are financial bondages. You know, I want you to know poverty and lack, is can, it can be a spirit. It can come down generations. You know, your parents were broke, your grandparents broke, you broke. How many of you, know you can break that spirit today? Oh, yeah, you can break that. Listen to me. You got to realize Jesus came to affect every area of our lives, our relational lives, our emotional lives, our financial lives, our physical lives. You know, anybody who works in medical uh, in, in, the, in the, our healthcare workers, they understand today, even the medical world understand that some things are generational. When you go for your checkup and they say, well, listen, I see you got this going on and this going on. Did your parents have this? Uh, did, did your grandparents? They already know that sometimes, listen, some things come down.
down generational. You see, we think it's natural. The reality is in our modern, in our technological world, we no longer believe in demons. We no longer believe in evil spirit. And so you know what? Well, my, my grandmother wrestled with high blood pressure, sugar diabetes, and heart disease. My grandmother, my mama had it, so I must be going to have it. The devil is a liar. I want you to know, you can break that spirit. But you got to recognize, you got to admit, you see, we got to acknowledge that, that there are things, listen to me, I want you to know that there, there, there can be spirits that can be passed on generationally. And I want you to know, here's the reality. The, 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 the fact is, I, I wrote this down, many people walk around with a facade of freedom. You know what a facade, let me tell you, a facade is an outward appearance that maintains or conceals a less pleasant reality. Most people who meet me say, Neil, so sweet. I believe that you had a, a problem with anger and rage. They say, oh, you look so nice. You look so sweet. I don't believe that. The de- I mean, you know, listen to me. You could have all kinds of facades. You, could, you, you know, sometimes people could look one way on the outside, but I mean, you know, they can be all bound up on the inside. You know, you could look all, all clean on the outside, but be as nasty as you want on the inside. And I want you to know that, listen, the devil loves for you to live a facade. One of the things that social media does, people want to put up their, put up their best picture. Oh, oh, look what I am. You know, and, and I, I saw a picture recently uh, of somebody, uh, they had a, a Mercedes parked in front of a broken down trailer. How many know that's a facade of possible? That, you know, in other words, listen, they, they drive around and people look like it got it all together. But how many know that the reality is they broke, busted, and disgusted? See, you could have a facade of freedom. But how I many know you don't want to just have a facade of you? How I many don't really want to be free? And the beginning of freedom always starts with you and I being willing to admit. God always wants to bring it into the light. You know, one of the songs they sung today, listen, you know, if you're going to be free, you got to be willing to bring it out into the light. I was at, uh, I was, we had our eighth grade football team reunion. I met last night with my eighth grade football coach. And one of the guys who was there, who was my classmate, and he was telling me his own story. He's now, uh, God has awakened him to his need for the Lord, and he was sharing how, you know, in the, he's been going to this church, and he said, man, people who would never open up, he said they begin to open up, and they begin to tell about the things they're dealing with and how God is delivering. He said, people you'd never know. You see, that, that's, that, that's all strange for people he hung around with. He broke bread, but now they're admitting, you know, I got a problem with alcohol. You see, you can't get free until you first admit it. And he said, all of a sudden, God is moving, and God is setting them free because they're willing to come clean. Can I have an amen? Secondly, if you and I are going to have experience the freedom that only God can give, we, freedom always begins with a declaration. Listen to what Job 22, 28 says. You will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you, so light will shine on your way. You know, just Listen, just as our nation, do you realize that before we was ever free, we made a declaration. A declaration, let me, let me help you with what is a faith, dec- what is a, a declaration for a believer? The declarations are faith-filled affirmations that are rooted in the Word of God 
and affirm who we are in Christ. See, listen to me. I had to come to a place where I believe what God's who my, I had to come to a place where I didn't look at my circumstance. I didn't look at who my daddy was, who my granddaddy was. I had to believe what God's word says. According to Galatians 3.13, I remember when it became a revelation to me. The Bible says Christ has redeemed us from the curse. Listen, I thought, listen, I was just doomed to be uh, controlled and, and, and full of rage and anger. But when I began to see what God said in his word, I made a declaration. Christ has redeemed me from the curse. Come on. How many of you know you don't have to live under the curse? Jesus has set you free. And a declaration is when you and I make a, based on the word of God, we begin to declare what God says. Listen to what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4.13. He said, and since we have the same spirit of faith according what is written, I believe, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we speak. I want to ask you, what are you declaring over your life? What are you declaring over your children? What are you declaring over your family? Because you see, the Bible tells us about the power of the tongue. And if you're going to have freedom, you got to declare what God's word says. You can't talk uh, uh, defeat and live in victory. You can't talk sickness and live in health. You can't talk poverty and live in the abundance God has. You got to come and bring your tongue in line with the word of God. Listen, when they were still under the tyranny of Great Britain, they came together and they declared that we're going to be a free nation. And I want you to know, freedom begins with a declaration. What are you declaring over your life? What are you declaring over your family? Listen, you got to begin to declare. I don't care what it looks like. My, my mama would always say, listen, I don't care what my children look like. The Bible already declared the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Come on, you got to say, they are already delivered. Christ has delivered them. What are you declaring? And deliverance and freedom Starts with a declaration. The Bible said, now faith is, be, is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. I, I cannot underestimate the power of declaring what God's words say over your life. I don't care what it looked like. See, listen to me. You got to learn if you're going to be free the way God intended you to be free. You got to bring your mind and your, and your tongue in line with the word of God. That's why that song says, let the weak say I'm strong. Let the poor say I'm rich. Come on. Let the other. You got to declare what God said. What are you declaring over your life? What are you doing with the things that your family? What are you declaring over your marriage? See, listen to me. When my wife, one of the things that begin to change and break the cycle when we were having problems in our marriage because all she had seen was when things get tough is leave divorce get out so you know what was her first reaction her first her first wanting to, the first impulse was when things got tight she was already planning divorce I'm leaving I'm getting out of here I remember when we went to a marriage counselor, the first thing he said, you got to change what you're saying. 
You got to get rid of the D word. Come on. You got to declare, listen, it ain't going to be a part of my vocabulary. And as much as she wanted out, she began to declare, listen, I'm telling you, we in this for life. Uh, we're, we're committed. And I want you, when she began to change what she said, how many would begin to change the circumstance? Come on, somebody, you got to declare something. And I want to know, what are you declaring? You, you can bring it, you can bring it to the subject of finances. You know, some people, you know, if you always confessing how you, you broke, you busted, you disgusted, you're going to always be broke, busted, and disgusted. I'm telling you, long before I was de debt free, I remember when we didn't have, when we had more month than money. Anybody ever been there? That, that means when, that means that long before the month ran out, the money ran out. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Anybody ever been there? Anybody? And listen to me. When you're there, it could be overwhelming. It could be overwhelming when it looks like, God, will we ever make it? Will we ever not struggle? But I remember when I caught hold of the word of God and I began to say, listen, I began to decree long before I was debt free, we're going to be debt free. Come on. Jesus died to break the curse of poverty and lack. I begin to decree it. God, we shall be debt free. I mean, you know, I begin to speak it. And I want you to know, it's amazing when you begin to declare a thing. I know God has a way of bringing it to pass. Can I have an amen? When it looked, just look at this facility. When it looked like impossible, we were $2.3 million in debt just a short time ago. $2.3 million in just less than four years ago. Listen to what we began to declare. I stood up here and I told y'all God gave me a word. That was in 2016, right before the tornado hit us. I said, God, I sent from the Lord that God is calling us to be debt free. At the rate we were, at the rate we were going, it would have took us another 20 years to get out of debt. But I began to declare, see, something happens when you release faith faith in the atmosphere. When you begin to declare that God, I believe you're calling us to be free. I believe that Lord is a, he said for us to be free. I begin to release faith in the atmosphere. And all of a sudden, listen to me, God will listen. He said, according to your faith, be it done unto you. That's why you got to get in line with what God said. I choose to say what this word says over my life. I choose to say what this word says over my health. The Bible, that's why the Bible says, let the sick say I'm well. Can I have an amen? If you're going to have freedom, my wife, right around that time, that's why, listen to me, that brings me to my third point. How many you know, whenever you make a declaration of freedom, it's always going to bring war? In other words, freedom always requires a fight. I'm going to say that again. Listen, here, here's point three, because a lot of people want freedom, but they don't understand it. You got to fight for freedom. Freedom always requires a fight. And any time you begin to declare freedom over your life, look like all hell will break loose. Look like everything will begin to go wrong. But how I many know the devil just know that, listen, when you begin to line up with the word of God, he knows that he is a defeated foe, that Christ has already defeated the devil. Can I have an amen? Let, let, me, let me give you all a, a picture, an example in the life of Nehemiah, listen. Many of you know that when you read the book of Nehemiah, the Bible says that in the book of Nehemiah, the walls were broken down and the gates were burned with fire. The walls represented the security, the freedom, and the protection of a nation. 
And as long as the walls were broken down, there was no warfare, there was no attacks by Sanballat and Tobiah and these other devils. But the Bible says when they heard that came a man who sought the welfare of the children of Israel, the Bible says that the devil began to attack them. See, let me just tell you, the devil don't mind as long as you are uh, bound by your pornography and you keep it under the rug. The devil ain't going to mess with you because you're already bound. As long as you as long as long you got your little secret sins under the rug, the devil don't, ain't going to bother you because he know you're already bound. But I want you to know, when you begin to make a de declaration, devil, I'm not going to stay bound. Jesus died so I can be free. How you know? The devil will raise up. Listen to me. Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 4, verses 14. You, you, most of you know, I, 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 I just like this one of my favorite books of the Bible, the book of Nehemiah. And in Nehemiah chapter 4, I, I wanted to read a, a few verses before verse 14. Listen. It goes on to say, and our adversaries said, anything, any, I'm, I'm, on, I'm reading, and our adversaries said in verse 11, they will neither know nor see anything till we come into their midst and kill them and cause the work to cease. You know, freedom is an ongoing thing. Listen, that's why I say, I, I, I'm, I'm free, but I'm being made free. I'm free, but freedom is ongoing. That's why the Bible talks about, in 2 Corinthians, it talks about now the Lord is that spirit, and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. How many know there's an ongoing freedom? I believe that freedom is something we continue to experience. We, as, as the more you walk with Jesus, the more freedom you begin to experience. Anybody experiencing more freedom? Listen, that's why there's always more in God. There's always God wants us to be free in every area of our lives. Now listen what happened. The minute they begin to declare their freedom and begin to be, rebuild the wall, the Bible says, in verse 14, after I looked things over, I stood up and I said to the nobles and the officials and the rest of the people, don't be afraid. Look at somebody and say, don't be afraid. It's amazing when we talk about spirits and demons and stuff like that, how people, sometimes you're more afraid of the devil than you're, you, you, you. the devil is defeated. He is no match for God. Jesus has already defeated him. Come on, somebody say, he's a defeated foe. And you got, to, you got to know, you got to know that you have authority because the devil knows. You remember when, when Paul went to, uh, um, I'm sorry, when the sons of Sceva went to try to cast out a devil. <clears throat> the devil knows whether you know, the devil knows whether you got power, you got authority. When the sons of Sceva and, and, uh, went to try to cast out a devil out of a man, they say, Paul we know and Jesus we know, but who are you? See, the devil knows whether or not you know you got power. And, but you see, when you begin to understand, the Bible says all authority and all power has been given unto us. Jesus said, in my name you shall cast out devils. You shall tread over serpents and scorpions and over all the works of the devil. And nothing shall by any means harm you. How you know the devil is no match for Jesus? Can I have an amen? The Bible says greater, say greater. 
Greater is he who's in you than he that's in the world. Come on, let's thank God for the greater one. That's why you don't have to live in fear. You don't have to allow fear or, man, what, what if the devil come and get me? No, the devil has already been. What if you come get the devil? What if you start casting the devil? Instead of being afraid of the devil, the devil should be afraid of you. Can I have an amen? And deliverance and freedom come. Listen to what he said. He said, don't be afraid. Why? He said, remember the Lord who is great and awesome. How, what, what is God? I said, what is God? I said, what is God? Oh, I tell you, when they sung those songs, I want, he's been faithful, so, so good. I want all my, all my days, he's been faithful. All my life, he's been so, so good. I want you to know, Andy and I, we couldn't hardly sleep last night. Everywhere I go, the blessings of God just tackle me. I don't chase it, it chases me because God's been good. I'm telling you, it's been, it's been amazing. I can't tell some of you some of these things because you, you, first of all, you, you start hating on me, but you don't have, you, you, I can't. You know, Stacey, I can't tell some. The, the reality is sometimes we can't celebrate one another, so I can't always tell you what God is doing in our lives because some of you, well, I, I wonder how he got that. I wonder how that happened in his life. It's because the God we serve, he's a good God. He, come on, say he's a good God. See, he's an awesome God. He's a God. Let me just tell you, it's, it's amazing. You know, uh, I'm just telling you, that's why when they sung that song, tears begin to run down my eyes because all my life he's been so faithful. All my life he's been so, so good. Oh, come on, he's a God more than enough. He's a victorious God. I, I, I like Rick Warren said, you know what? You, you're going to experience some people. The problem is not the size of your problem. It's the pro size of your God. Some of you only see God as, as, as he's, he could just only do certain things. He can forgive my sins, but he can't deliver me from bondage. He can, he can do this, but he can't do that. No, you got to see that there's nothing. He is ever, he, he is almighty. He is, the Bible says there's nothing too hard for the Lord. That's, I want you to know there's nothing that God can't do. It's amazing. And you know, he's concerned about every little thing. He's concerned about your health. He's concerned about everything. Let me just tell you, my wife went to, right while we was in the midst of declaring victory and debt free and what God was going to do, the devil attacked my wife and uh, we tried to eat healthy and eat right and she had to go in the hospital because we, she didn't know what was going on in her body and she went to the hospital and after staying at the doc, they diagnosed her, well she got a thyroid problem and you're going to have to take all these medications and you're going to for the rest of your life but i tell you my wife's faith rose up in her heart said neil i don't receive that report come on she said listen tell me hear me out first, first of all she began because listen you can't confess faith without works is dead some of you want to confess healing and eat all that pig slop all that greasy fried chicken you, it'll, it'll kill you see i i i i just You can't, you can't just uh, uh, 
put everything in your body and say, I'm healed, I'm walking. No, you got to learn how to, you got to, you know, the Bible, you know, the, the, you got to learn how to walk in the spirit. You got to learn how to, to, to take care of your body. Uh, uh, we, we, I was talking with one of our members. We, we buy cars and we, we get them serviced more than we get our bodies serviced. Isn't it amazing? We take sometimes better care than our, of our vehicles than we do of our own bodies. I believe that we got to take good care of these bodies. Can I have an Amen. But to share with you her story, so she was diagnosed, but she declared, Neil, I don't, I don't receive that report. See, you got to declare, I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. I'm healed. My wife said, listen, I'm going to start eating right. I'm going to start getting away from certain foods. I'm going to start exercising. And you know what? She began to do the practical. I believe sometimes when we do the natural, God will do the supernatural. Come on. And I want you to know. As she did the natural, God did the supernatural. She went back to the doctor, and guess what? He discovered that, guess what? She said, whatever you do, what, what, did, he tell, what did the doctor tell you, sweetie? Some praise. That's what God will do. I want you, how big is your God? Can he heal sorrow? Can he heal cancer? Can he deliver? The, there's nothing too hard for the Lord. But you got to declare there's no problem too great. There's no situation. And that's why you got to know, listen, some of you sitting there and say, but you don't know my problem. Oh, but God does. When, when he died on the cross, he died for everything. Come on. He died to set you free from every bondage of the enemy. But I want to tell you, it's going to be a fight. And this is the part. So many Christians, you want freedom, but you don't want fight. The Bible tells us here, listen, the good news, we, we have a real devil. He's not make-believe. The Bible tells us he's a terrible time. Jesus said he came to kill, to steal, and destroy. Listen to me. If you, let me tell you, he said, the, the Bible tells us clearly that we have an adversary, the devil, 1 Peter 5 eight, who walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The devil will come right up in your home. He'll come right up here. Listen, he don't need permission. He don't need a key. He'll come right in your bedroom. He'll come right attack your children. We have a real devil. He don't play fair. There, there can be no peaceful coexistence with the devil. You got to declare war against the devil. Can I have an amen? That means that when you begin to see the enemy, you can't play like, oh, well, I hope it go away. No, listen, when I begin to detect that the devil is attacking one of my children, when I begin to see something going amiss in their life, listen to me, I rise up, oh, no, devil, you're not going to have them. Oh, no, devil, you can't have my family. You can't have my children. You can't have, listen, you got to have a certain fight about you. Christianity is not for the passive. It's not, listen, that's why if you're not willing to fight, listen with Paul writing, 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. It'd be good if we could lift enough weights, carry enough guns, but that's not the kind of weapons we need to fight the devil. I tell, I, I remember one time I was at a saint's, I used to do some of the chapel services. And I'm talking about, you know, you talk about some of the strongest athletes in the world. 
And some of them were kind of nonchalant, nonchalant, nonchalant about spiritual things. In other words, they had a lackadaisical attitude. And I looked some of them square in the face. I said, you know what, here's the problem. Some of you can bench press 400 pounds, but you can't even kick out a five-pound devil out of your house. And that's the reality. Sometimes we focus, oh, I'm getting in shape. I believe in taking care of my body. But Paul say, train yourself to be godly. Physical exercise has some benefit. You know, we have a, a society that's in craze about their body. And I want you to know, it's gonna, I don't care how much you take care of it. I don't care how much you exercise. It's all going south anyway you go. Listen, I believe we ought to, come on, how many? I believe we ought to exercise. I believe we ought to take care. But I want you to know, I told, I, I shared with my friend, that, that, that Coke bottle is going to become a milk bottle. You can't stop gravity. You get it all tucked, have every kind of surgery. The reality is, listen, this outward body is wasting away. I'm not saying we're to take, not take care of our bodies, but to, to, to take care of our physical body to the neglect of our spiritual body is a tragedy. That's one of the tragedies in our modern nation. We're focusing so much on this outward, which is wasting away. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, this outward body is wasting away. I want you to know, we went to, me and Nat went to our reunion, and Nat said, you know what, we're not going to recognize most of the people. We walk in there. I said, well, who are you? <laughs> who are you? Everybody don't age the same. I don't know. Oh, Neil, you don't remember me? I'm sorry. I'm the reality is, listen, I hadn't seen some of them in 30 years. I did not wreck, I didn't know who they were. Because the, the reality is this outward body is wasting away. But the Bible says this inward spirit is being re renewed day by day. Paul said bodily exercise is profit. I already told you, you got to take care of your body. I believe you good should exercise. I believe you should eat right. But I want you to know, if you do it and you don't know, you're not training yourself spiritually and you don't know how to do spiritual warfare and you don't know how to, to, to run the devil out of your house, I want you to know, you got to serve the devil notice. You ain't coming here and stealing nothing from me. Devil, you got to go in the name of you. You got to know how to cast the devil out. And I want you to know, here's the reality. If we be honest, too many of us have allowed the devil to sleep in our houses. It's gotten real quiet right now. Some of you sleeping with the devil. Now, I ain't talking about your husband or your wife. <laughs> but the reality is, is this. We have allowed sometimes open doors, open doors. You can't allow children to entertain on, on destructive, evil things that open the door of the devil. You, can, you know, I was listening to uh, Pastor Robert Morris, and he was sharing how at 12 years old he was addicted and he, 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 he was addicted to sexual immorality and pornography at 12 years old. He, 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 this is a pastor, pastor of one of the largest churches in America. He was sharing his testimony, how he had so many devils 
unclean spirits because at 12 he opened the door to nudity, pornography, and all kinds of uncleanness. See, you can look one way on the outside, but you don't know what's going on in the inside of a person. And I want you to know, if you're going to be free, you're going to have to do some warfare. You're going to have to close, you're going to have to close some doors. Can I have an amen? I say, isn't that right, brother? You got to close some door. Look at somebody, you got to close some door. See, some of you, you as long as long as you keep the door wide open, the devil going to camp out in your house. That's right. And the devil will steal your children right under your nose. Some of you, that's exactly what you do. You want what happened when you got more time for everything else, when you entertain them with everything else, but they have no time for the things of God and the Word of God. The devil will come in suddenly. That's how the Bible says, listen, he is a roaring lion. Anybody listen, if you ever watch the nature show, the devil, he creeps down where you can't see him in that high grass. He's watching you, but you can't see him. But he see every move you make it, and he's coming about like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. I want you to know, you got to be vigilant. You got to have your eyes open. The devil will try to attack your children. He'll try to attack your home. And I want you to know, if you're not vigilant, if you're not awake, I want you to know, the devil will sleep, will sneak in. I've, I've raised four adult children. I'm telling you, you can pray all day long, you can pray, but that, you're not immune to the attacks of the devil. Can I have an amen? How many discovered that you're not immune? How many discovered? Because the devil wants, the devil wants your family. He wants to bring destruction to your home. If the devil can't attack your marriage, he'll attack your children. If the devil can't attack your children, he'll attack your grandchildren. You got to recognize that you at wars. Can I have an amen? I got to finish this. He said, we, though we live in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of what? Pulling down of what? Strongholds. Casting down imaginations or arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought, say thought, into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Listen. A stronghold of the mind is a lie that Satan has established in our thinking that we think is true, it's, but it's actually false. When we embrace the lies that affect our attitudes, our emotions, and our behaviors, you know, and so the devil will inject lies about money, about family, about children, about your health. I want you to know what well, some people say, well, you know what? Well, we just, we all just this way. We, just, we can't help ourselves. The devil is a lie. You can't help yourself. You got, you can't just, you got to believe what God's word says about you. You got to say what this word says. The Bible tells us, listen, by his stripes I am healed. The Bible, listen, you got to get hold of some promises. You got to say, I have the mind of Christ. Listen to me. Look, I was reading. You got to say, you got to say what God says over your life. Listen, I don't care if mental depression has traveled 10 generations. It got to stop today. Can I have an amen? Come on. You got to declare war. It's not coming on my family. It's not coming on my children. It's part of the curse. But you got to declare what God says in his word. You got to declare that, listen, I believe what his word says. 
I believe every promise he says. I believe that we can have what we say. We used to say, listen, I believe this Bible. It is the word of God, that I am what it says I am, that I can be what it says I can be. I'm telling you that I have what it says I can have. Today, I confess, you got to, you got to learn how to take hold of the word of God. You know, the problem is, listen, we give more attention to everything else other than this book. But when you begin to get hold of this book, I want you to know it will set you free. Come on, can I have any? It will set you free. I'm closing. Listen, we have been given weapons. Paul talks about those mighty, mighty weapons in Ephesians chapter 6. On this day when we declare freedom, I'm not telling you something that's easy. But I'm telling you that God, through Christ, you can do all things who strengthens you. I'm telling you that God has given us authority over all the power of the devil. I'm telling you that the devil is not going to just leave on his own. I'm telling you that there are generational things that sometimes, well, it was in my mama, it was in my grandma, and now I see them. No, if you want that devil, sometimes, you, you know, some of us fighting our, our, our grandma devil, our grandpa devil, and you're going to have to learn to say, listen, I declare war, it stops with me. I'm not passing it on to the next generation. How many know that's not only, that's not only spirits that past generation but there's some things that pass family wise you know you 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 see you see certain things that run in certain families and you got to identify those things you know you know when 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 i look over my family you know it, it i can't help but fall on my knees and thank god for the deliverance and the salvation of jesus christ but for the grace of god there i'll be Drunkenness, adultery and womanizing, pride, religious spirits, all those kinds of spirits was a part of my family. Anger and rage. But I began to declare war. How many ready to declare war? How many ready to make a declaration? Listen to me. I begin to declare, you know, Ann and I, we, we weep and we mourn because we know sometimes had God not intervened, we would have been divorced. Our children would be fatherless. This church wouldn't even exist. Our children would probably be uh, uh, disenfranchised or alienated from us because, listen, if they can't see it working in us, why would they want it to, to believe? But we had to realize we had to fight. We had to fight for our man. We had to fight for our church. We had to fight. We realized that the devil, he don't play fair. Y'all heard what I say? The devil doesn't play fair. He will afflict you. He will bind you up. He will do whatever he can. But you got to learn that, listen, you have been given authority. God has given us power. Listen, I, I hate mealy mouth wimpy Christian who want to complain about everything but won't fight. Uh, uh, go, go sit down somewhere. Listen to me. But if you're ready to fight, I can't help myself. Y'all remember Flip Wilson? The devil made me do it. The devil ain't made you do nothing. You did it because you wanted to do it. I say you did it because you wanted to do it. Yes. 
The devil can't make you do anything. You did it because you yielded to the devil. I had, I had every right to be an adulterer. Uh, I, I had every right. Do you understand that? I remember Marilyn Hickey was on a plane. And and uh, person sitting next to her saw her reading a Bible. He said, oh, you one of them, huh? You can't do this. You can't drink. can't smoke. can't run around. can't do. Oh, Marilyn said, oh, no. I could do all of that. The person I got big. You mean that? Oh, yeah, I could fornicate. I could commit a I, I, we, we can do all of that. I just choose not to. Come on. Because greater. I say greater. Come on, say, say greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You can't live holy. You can't walk right. You can't keep your marriage. You can't raise a family. Come on, declare it in the name of Jesus. The power of Jesus Christ. Oh, yes, I can. We can through the power of Jesus Christ. Come on, declare it today. Declare it. You can't keep your marriage. You can't walk right. You can't raise godly children. You can't prosper. You can, you can have everything that God says you can have. You can. It's up to you. How many want all that God wants you today? Come on. Come on, declare today. Come on, declare today. How many are ready? Listen, I'm going to close this service on this 4th of July, but I've, I'm closing this doing some spiritual warfare. I, we, we prayed 30 minutes before. I'm talking the fire of God. was there. Zena, you was right on time. Kim, you was right on time. I'm they prayed down here. I said, oh, come on. God's going to do something today. I said, come on. God's going to do something today. This is how we're going to close. We're we going to pray a prayer of freedom and deliverance. I'm telling you, this is what we're going to do. If you're here today, I need some of my worship team going. We're going to pray, but we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do spiritual warfare. I'm not talking about something. Listen, y'all have seen it work in my life. For some of you, you've been here all 26 years. You've seen what God has done in this church. You know it had to be a God who did that. Listen, I was talking with my my. my classmates grade school they, they could not understand Neil what how did that happen we we you 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 was Catholic just like us what happened to you oh I had opportunity to tell them it's Jesus it's Jesus I say it's Jesus come on I had an encounter with Jesus he set me free he broke every chain Oh, come on. How many, come on, you got to declare, I will never be bound again. Come on, I will never be bound again. Come on, I break every chain. Come on, today, I break every chain. I declare it today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I tell you, listen, maybe you're here today and you're free. Listen, sometimes you got to fight for other people. Sometimes you got to fight for people who can't fight for themselves. You know, sometimes the devil is a bully. And sometimes some people, they don't know how to defeat it. But sometimes you got to fight for us. When you see somebody, the devil has taken over. Sometimes you got to say, oh, no, devil. You can't have. Devil, I, listen, they might not know how to fight, but you got to fight for somebody else. Can I have an amen? And so we want to close this service off. For those of you that's joining online, I decree that today 
that you're going to be free, that every generational curse is going to be broken over your life. I decree that today God is breaking every shackle, every chain in the name of Jesus. I'm going to lead us in a prayer of declaration. I want you, if you want, if you say God today, that's for me. I want to be as free as you want me to be. I don't need to know your bondage. Listen to me. I'll be, I'm transparent with you because I want you to know I'm human just like you. But I share with you so that you know that the same God who delivered me from all the junk and the chains and the bond is the same God who can deliver you. Can I have an amen? Oh, yes, he can. So let's pray together. Father, come on, let's pray. Say, Father God, I believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose again from the dead. He has freed me by his blood. He has accepted me into his family. I belong to you now. Thank you, Lord, for dying on a cross for me, for adopting me into your family. In the name of Jesus, I confess my sins, any known or unknown sins. Come on, I repent right now. Whatever it is, come on, I'm giving you a minute. God, any, any anger, any sexual addiction, any pornography, Lord God, any, Lord God, any pride, Lord God, any rage, God, Lord God, any, any anger, come on, Father, any drug or alcohol addiction, God, God, any anxiety, fear, depression, God, today, I ask you, Lord God, forgive me of my sins today. Cleanse me today. I renounce. Come on, say this with me. I renounce Satan and all his works. I plead the blood of Jesus over my life, over my home, over my family. There's power in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus has defeated the devil. And so I receive the blood cleansing me right now. Thank you, Lord, for delivering me and setting me free. I declare today that on the cross, Jesus made me free. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. I am free right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's thank God for listening. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Now listen, I want you to say this with me. Come on. Say, I break every curse, every hex and vex, every demonic tie, every chain that the devil has tried to bring in my life. In the name of Jesus, I decree, I decree that the yokes are being broken by the anointing of the Holy Spirit because Jesus has given us power over all the power of the devil. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I command every spirit, every unclean spirit, every spirit right now, you got to go from my life. You got to go from my family. You got to go from my home in the name of Jesus. Come on, I decree that my home is blessed. 
that my family is blessed, that we are under the blood of Jesus because of what Jesus has done. We will be free. We will walk in freedom in Jesus' name. Now, come on, let's give God some praise right now. Come on. Yes. Come on. Come on. Come on, let's go. I want you to... I want you to just slip your hands up all over this place because nothing will, will bring freedom like the worship of God. I want you to just take a deep breath and let out and just begin to praise God all over this room and begin to thank God for setting you free. Begin to thank you. Come on, let it come out of your mouth. God, thank you for what you did at the cross. Come on, begin to declare, God, I thank you that my mind is free. God, I thank you that my body is healed. God, I thank you that, Lord God, that the curse is broken off of my life. God, I thank you, Lord God, that, Lord, my life will never be the same because of what Jesus has done. And so, Lord, I bless you today because of the freedom that we have in Jesus. Jesus, thank you. You are the Spirit of the Lord. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Come on, declare, say, I am free. Come on, I am free. Come on, I am free. Say, my children are free. Come on, my home is free. Come on, let's declare, every chain is broken. Now, get, now listen, give God a shout right now. Come on, give him a shout. Oh, free, free, come on. Yes, free, free. Pray, 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 pray. Yes. Yes, yes. that early where the spirit of this is how we're going to close listen i realize that some of you may need people to pray over you some of you may, may want to make a decision to give your life to jesus some of our altar workers going to come here some of you may need hands laid on you we believe that there's a transfer of power listen i don't like to close the service if you need prayer for any reason i want to pray for you but we're going to sing this this song as we began where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom. Come on. How many believe that he's here today? He came to set the free. Come on, let's thank him right now. And so they're going to sing that right now. Is that, yeah. Come on. And if you need prayer as we go, let me just pray. Father, I thank you for what you've done in the lives of your people. I thank you that today they're declaring their freedom. We're making our own declaration of independence. 
We're going to be free from the devil, not free to sin, but free to serve the living God. So therefore, we declare today that, Lord, wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We're going to walk in that freedom, not just for ourselves, but for our families, for our children, for our communities. God, wherever we go, Lord, we're going to bring the freedom that you came to give in the name of Jesus. Now, God, bless your people now. All of those who watch, I decree yokes are being broken. Chains are being broken off of their lives. Addictions, Lord God, are being broken right now. God, we pray and we thank you for what you're doing. As we make, Lord God, this final declaration, wherever you are, there's freedom in Jesus' name. Go ahead and let's sing it together. Amen. Whatever they're going to, yeah, amen. They're going to, yeah. I love this because we free. Y'all ready we're this morning? You. And as you go, wherever you we're go, gonna praise barbecue, them. A, wherever you go with your family, you bring freedom. Wherever you, when you get around, they look at the glow, tell them I'm free. When they ask what it is, say, it's because Jesus set me free. You go wherever you go and you let people know that he came to set the captives free. Amen. Come on.